How did you meet David Peel? Uh, Howard Smith was showing me and Yoko around the village, although Yoko didn't need any showing, but he was an old friend of Yoko's and I got to know him. And he took us down to Washington Square, of course, and there he was, you know, shouting about, why do you have to pay to see stars and all that? And I'm sitting standing at the back of the crowd feeling all embarrassing, and he must be talking about me, he must know I'm here, but he didn't. Have it. And then we walked off. And then uh, another time we were going around the village with Jerry and Abby, was it? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And when we first got here, the Howard Smith and Jerry sort of took it upon themselves to show us everything that was new, you know. Yoko saying, is this still here in the east side? And they'd say, well, that changed, but this is still here. And we were doing that kind of gig, you know. And then uh, we got down the village and there he was. I don't know, it was arranged for us to meet him, but it seemed like a happening, you know. And he was just suddenly there and we, was, he, we started singing with him in the street, you know, and we got moved on by the police and it was all very wonderful. And we, that was it, you know. And then he, he was such a great guy, you know, and uh, he was, we loved his music and his spirit and everything, you know, and his whole philosophy of the street and everything. And we thought, okay, let's make a record with him, you know. Little knowing he'd done a few records before anyway. I mean, I knew vaguely, but it, it was great, you know. And that's how it happened, you know. But the thing about it is, people say, oh, you know, Peel, he can't sing or he can't really play and that. But he writes beautiful songs, you know. And even as sort of simple as his basic chord structures are, supposedly, you know, well, you know, Picasso spent 40 years trying to get as simple as that. You know, David Peel's a natural, and uh, some of his melodies are good, you know. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you took away the F in the blinding and the politics and just sang some sweet melody over I'm a Runaway or something, or one oh, of his tunes. Yeah, well, I didn't never hear that. I must hear it. Well, then you'd have a pop hit, you know. If you ever wanted to do those pop 40, you could do it to, like, as easy as pie, you know. Well, uh, I think that my opinion about this here situation now is the way that people want to live their own business and I wish to join We are from the Lower East Side We don't give the damn if we live or die We are from the Lower East Side We don't give the damn if we live or die Everybody wants to do their own thing Everybody wants to be another friend We are not crazy, we give you all the facts We are the underground, we like it like that Cause we are from the lower east side We don't give the damn if we live or die We are from the lower east side We don't give the damn if we live or die People who will bother us Got to fight the knuckles People we don't trust Living on the east side Always getting high Hanging on St. Mark's place Every day and night Cause we are from the lower east side We don't give the damn If we live or die We are from the lower east side We don't give the damn If we live or die On the streets, everybody don't want knuckles of police. Busting, fighting, playing funny games. But no way to see me but like the feeling thing. But we are from the lower east side. We don't give the damn if we live or die. We are from the lower east side. We don't give the damn.
The official David Peel tribute show, the only one with enough guts to do it, probably in the world. That's me, Pat Byrne, here on WFMU. This is Prove It All Night, and this is I'm a Runaway. I don't want my parents!
That's right, David Peel. David Peel on Death there. King of Punk album. Before that, of course, David Peel on the Lower East Side. Mother, Where Is My Father? David Peel on the Lower East Side. I Am a Runaway. David Peel on the Lower East Side. With the song Lower East Side. And John Lennon starting off the set. Explaining how he knew David Peel and how he met him. David Peel also met another gentleman and produced his and released his first album. And he went by the name of Gigi Allen. Listen for the backup vocals right here by none other than David Peel himself. You'll listen to Prove It All Night. David Peel tribute all night. Manhattan, little marijuana march. 
I wish I could turn back time and live my life in eternal sixties. I wish I could play at Woodstock and hang all day with a radical hippie. I wish I could be, I wish I could be like David Peel. Oh yeah. I wish I could be, I wish I could be like David Peel. Oh yeah. I wish I could be, I wish I could be. Like David Peel, oh yeah. I wish I could be. I wish I could be. Like David Peel. Like David Peel. Oh say who are you because when you say who are you I think of the who who killed 11 people in Cincinnati Ohio you want to elaborate on that whom am I that's it well okay you just triggered off a uh, one of my rock liberation uh, emotions and uh, before I could say who I am which I'm not one of the who of course obviously I'm not a murderer so I can't be one of the who the difference between me and the who is that they kill people I don't and the self-claim responsibility reminds me of of the uh, the Christian Bible of Pontius Pilate saying, "I have I am innocent of this man's blood," and he puts his hands into the bowl and and uh, they say, well, "It'll be on our blood now, children, etc." And the Bible being distortion of somebody who self-claimed that he wasn't guilty of the sins of murder. 
and the who are the same way. They are the ones who incite it because they are, they are the ones who are starring the show. And if they can start it, they can stop it. And they can make the conditions, they're big enough now to make the conditions of where they want. Ten years or fifteen years ago, that could have been not true. But today they have the responsibility as a rock group to make sure the fans are totally safe while they're performing before, during, and after. They didn't take that responsibility, and the ultimate was Townsend getting drunk on cognac and, and sleeping away the problem uh, after it was over. And then playing on and dedicating the Buffalo concert to the 11 people who died and uh, keeping the money for themselves. Hell, I, that's anyone could do that. I'll sponsor anything if you're going to pay me for it. If that's the way it's going to be. And so that's where, uh, I'll just say, make that one comment. As rock and roll people are dying over and over again, from Jimmy Hendrix to Joplin to Brian Jones, the names are, list, uh, are just full with the reality of Brian Epstein to Mal Evans, the road manager getting bullet holes in his stomach from the L.A. police. And here's another encounter from Keep Moon Dying Wasn't Enough. With the 11 people, it makes like the 12 apostles, you know, making everyone a martyr. It is a subconscious death wish to have in rock and roll. This is why I call my group death. Not because we like to see people die, it's so we can make people aware of the people who make them die. And the who are the last encounter group of being responsible for murdering now the fans. The group ain't satisfied with killing one of their own without killing the others. And don't say, well, how do you know? I want them to prove to me that they're innocent. I take no chances. They're guilty until they prove themselves innocent. If they can't prove to me that they're innocent, they'll be always guilty of the sin of murdering 11 people in Cincinnati, Ohio in December. Getting back to my question, uh, where did you come from? I mean, who am I? Okay, I'm yeah. basically uh, from the city, you know, born in Manhattan. And uh, grew up basically in Brooklyn and Queens but mostly important I, my, my whole lifestyle is basically based in the village worked from Wall Street I learned the stock market the ups and downs never knowing there would be pills in the future the ups and downs are pills instead of just stock now it's pot and rot you know and uh, I basically branched myself into the village Greenwich, uh, Greenwich Village and East Village Lower East Side and uh, been into rock and roll from 1966 when I started seeing people in Washington Square Park being uh, brainwashed by these idiots who call themselves musicians just babysitting groups instead of participating I always believe that that the fans should participate as much as the group itself and what this means is go to Woodstock seen 400,000 people play music and five people on stage watching. That's the way it should be. It should be both ways. Musicians should be changing places with the fans. This would be ultimately would be the, it can't be depressed anymore. So what we did here is go to all the streets, street uh, uh, demonstrations. I also went to um, where I have people just playing in our groups. I have so many bands. Just getting people a chance to uh, participate in music. Right up until uh, I did the marijuana record for electric records, using that, using that scope of uh, of corporation 
to be able to give me the means to do what I want to do as I see what the people want to be done through their eyes and my own. Do you think the 60s was a better time than the 70s? It was, a re it was, a re it was an awakening, a reawakening, making people more aware. The 70s were totally dark ages. It was the worst. Everything we learned in the 60s just corrupted itself. You think youth has changed over... Youth, uh, youth never really changes, society does. They only are the victims. They are only the uh, plants that are grown inside that ground. And they have changed in that sense of the word. Because they don't know where they're going because they're too, a lot of them are too damn lazy. A lot of them are the masses of their asses. A lot of people who want things done are too damn lazy to do it. And, and the other ones are just ignorant to the facts. And the ones who have the desire have no one to look up to or around. And so you're caught in this catch-22. You're damn if you're right, damn if you're wrong, because you're already in the poison of the pits of the 70s.
coming by your campaign. Ah, for John Lennon for president. Let me say first, in the last day of 1979, called Goodbye the 70s, we're going to have in Times Square, 10 o'clock exactly, on the billboard there in Times Square, a big giant message saying, John Lennon for president, from David Peel and the Apple Band. That is our greetings for Goodbye 70s, Hello 80s. And with this, we're going to officially make 1980s the campaign for John Lennon for President of the United States. We're going to start by having an album called John Lennon for President of the United States, or John Lennon for President with David Peel and a Super Apple Band. I'm going to have Yoko Ono singing one of the songs which we already have taped called America. And with this now, we're going to use the symbolism of rock and roll as a rock and roll party as John Lennon. He doesn't know about this, by the way. Imagine, right? And uh, my philosophy on this point is it is better to have the truth of fantasy than the lies of reality. John Lennon for President of the United States. We're going to start in, in New York City because that's where he is right now. The Big Apple from the Super Apple Band. And we're just going to use a symbolic means of saying that using just like 1984 George Orwell, though, you know, will make people aware that there is an alternative from bad and that alternative is good so why not use something that's good even if it isn't true but then again you can always change the constitution can't you they try to throw him out of the country he's here so if he can succeed in that way there's no reason why he can't go all the way and the people who try to defeat him he can become a victory of so we'll use the minds and imaginations for the future in 1980 for the campaigning of whoever becomes a president with a self-awareness that John Lennon for president will be making us self-aware that whoever becomes or whoever we vote for, if you vote at all, make sure that candidate is good. John Lennon for president. 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 Imaginaries don't have fun. It's easy if you try. John Lennon for president. No Below us, above us, only sky. John Lennon for president. Imagine all the people living for today. John Lennon for president. Imagine all the people living for today. John Lennon for president. 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 Imaginal possessions, I wonder if you can. John Lennon for president. No need for greed or hunger, a brotherhood of man. John Lennon for 
president Imagine all the people sharing all the world John Lennon for president Imagine all the people sharing all the world John Lennon for president President, John Lennon for 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 president, right now. We'd help out uh, George Pataki, who's running for governor here in New York, by uh, asking um, David Peel to come in and rewrite my campaign that's a song. Help? Yeah, that's a help, believe it or not. <laughs> he has written a new song for uh, George Pataki, and I want you to hear oh, it. Oh, I hope it's that same wonderful melody he's been writing for years. <laughs> well, let's see what it is. We'll uh, find out in a minute. Pataki would be a hard name to put in this song, don't you think? Only David Peel could pull that off. <laughs> David Peel, uh, of course... Uh, famous street musician who John Lennon found many years ago on the street yeah and gave a record contract to and nothing happened <laughs> and put him back on the street David Peel uh, did the Pope Smokes yeah. Dope that was his big hit oh boy hey David what what is it you gotta see we have on uh, the e-camera capture David Peel talking with his mouth full he looks different because he took a bath yeah you look clean first time in eight weeks really psychological bath for the last uh, since the opening 
So, so let me understand something. You, um, <laughs> let me, let me just say that David, <laughs> hey, David Peel has gotten a haircut too, and he even got a better haircut than John. Yeah, David Peel's haircut is nicer than Stuttering John's. <laughs> David, put a pair of headphones on and let's talk. Thank you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> what a time in Albany. It was Beatlemania. Wasn't it? You guys, really, I, we are, we are such a rush. By the way, something you don't know, Howard, for all you guys. It's hard to believe that John Lennon saw him no. and said, and, and let's said, make I him into something. be with that. Yeah. Wait, wait, well, then again, he saw Yoko and married her. <laughs> he, was, he was out there. It's a monument to drugs. Excuse yeah, right. Me. <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, there is your famous the picture. picture. Let me see that. There is the David Peel with John Lennon. Look at that. It's the Xerox of the famous Yeah. Well, oh. I'm not even sure that's David Peel. <laughs> it's, it's, it's me. Let's see. David Peel, Yoko Ono, John Lennon, Knob Hill, San Francisco, California, USA. What happened? Tell what me how you, you met him. What you doing in San Francisco? Yeah, how did okay. you manage to get a ticket to San Francisco? Okay, they, Apple paid for it, right into the core, aren't you the pits? What happened? You were okay, working on the street. I was in St. Mark's place, and uh, a friend of mine. You know how many times me, he's told this story? It must be. It must be his one big story. Isn't but this is the one he's got good, down good. <laughs> and what's weird is when you walk along the streets okay. of New York and you see David playing out on the street, you go. And then he says to you, oh, John Lennon, John Lennon. And you go, oh, he's just hallucinating. He thinks he's John Lennon. Yeah, he thinks he's John Lennon. <laughs> uh, okay, Lennon thinks he's me. Okay, the thing is right now, I'm on St. Mark's place. And uh, I, I go there and they tell me that John Lennon's at the place called Limbo Shop, which is the clothes store for all the hippies. So, so John Lennon was down there shopping. Yeah, with Yoko Ono. And what were you doing at the time, so, a street so, musician? I was playing music. On, on so, the street, I, right? On the street, and I go up there. I said, hello, my name is David Peel. He, 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 he wasn't impressed, but then Howard. Smith told him about me. Mm -hmm. Howard Smith says, I want you to meet a street singer uh, legend in the, uh, in the village called David Peel. And who is Howard Smith? Howard Smith was the uh, was the critic for the Village Voice. He won the Academy Award for Marjo. Mm -hmm. He did the movie Marjo, there. yes. And he, but he's the one who got me introduced to... Uh, to uh, and he saw a talent in you and he decided, hey, uh, let me introduce you to John Lennon. He, but he knew me from before because I was right. playing six years ago. So what happened? John Lennon came to watch you play in the street? And then, he, uh, believe it, that Sunday, he actually did not hang me up. He came and saw me. There, Where were you on, on the street? Yes, uh, in uh, Washington Square Park. Right, and I'm seeing. I like marijuana. The Pope smokes. Do a little of I like marijuana. Just I was let some people say, do the songs that got John Lennon interested. Because Robin and I used to pass you in the street and we would just vomit. We didn't know. John wait, Lennon wait, knew. Wait, wait. What can we say? <laughs> I'm sure Fred got a good topic. Fred, do you have a pick? How about David Peel? He's looking for a pick. What I had one. Any guy. Now, once Ringo spit on you, right, to show you that John knew and Ringo didn't. But they called me a troublemaker. They did. We, we did the post smoke soap and they paid for it. They hated it. Well, most people thought you were crazy and John took a liking to you. And all of a sudden, two, uh, two odds make one equal. All right, let me just, just do a little. Oh. Don't get carried away. Okay. Right. Uh, I like marijuana. You like marijuana. We like marijuana, too. Now, don't say the dirty words. Marijuana. Marijuana. Marijuana, 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 very good. Marijuana, marijuana. I like marijuana. You like marijuana. We like marijuana too. Okay, very good. I know. Up against the wall, mother effer. Really? Up against the wall, mother effer. Up against the wall, mother effer. Up against the wall, mother effer. Yeah. I like marijuana. You like marijuana. 
We like marijuana too. That song, I was such a fan of that song. What was John into a novelty kind of thing? I don't know. It was. It, I got to taste it. It was the only song I knew the worst to. <laughs> I smoked it up. Now, when you met John and he started taking you in, did you did you develop a, a relationship with a, a? Did you have a chink girlfriend just like him? Did you try to be like John Lennon? As a matter of fact, I, I had a Jewish girlfriend. She had a Chinese uh, facial. Uh, it was close enough. She had a long hair like Yoko. Really? Yeah. I tried to get. Then I finally found a Japanese girl. I saw May Peng first. Right. I thought maybe I could get on her and maybe I could start working my way towards that. Right. But you know, uh, and you got Rock has its privileges. But what happened when John Lennon heard you in the street? Then he walked up to you and he said, "I want to sign you to Apple Records." Oh, here's what he said. Here's what he I, said. I, I went to. No, Jerry Rubin was like. Really, was a protective John Lennon. It wouldn't let anyone in his way. Right. So he went outside to get some food or something, and me and John were together playing music at his place at 105 Bank Street. Yeah. And uh, he so said, John took you somewhere to play music. Yeah, we know we went to his house. You went to his house. He, he was living in his house. So wait, let me get this straight. He was so so he sees you yeah. playing in Washington Square Park, and you're kind of a wild character. And he says, "Come to my apartment and play music with me." Yeah, I played. Oh, were, he he wanted me to audition. So I auditioned the song John Lennon, Yoko Ono, New York City Ballad. Now, wait a second. You couldn't believe it because I'm sure your whole life your parents told you you were a jerk. and everyone yeah, told, told me to work for the post office. Right. They told you to work for the post office. And now suddenly someone was taking you oh, seriously. Wait, Howard. What? You had a whole band of street urchins, right? Weren't, there a whole, weren't you a whole oh, group? Oh, oh, no, wait. You got point. I have over 400 people in my no, band. No, no, I'm saying did you take <laughs> your whole band? 400 people in the band. That's right. Did he take you or the whole band? No, no, he took me and I took no, David. Yeah, David, da he took David. So, David, so you go up to John Lennon's apartment that very day, or he invites you some days okay. later, and you go up there, and now John Lennon is taking you seriously. But wait a second, he comes to the seventh street and Fillmore East and auditions for me first. He does. He goes, see, he plays, he plays a post smoke show with me playing the guitar. He comes by backup band. All right. And he then I your respond, and I wrote, I wrote a song about him, now, and the then Pope, I sing for him. The Pope Smokes Dope is a song that you auditioned for John Lennon? That's the song that turned him on at Washington Square Park, which gave me... Uh, yeah, show, show me how you auditioned that song for John Lennon. I go, Pretend uh, I am John Lennon, now audition for me. The Pope Smokes Dope, the Dope Smokes Pope, the Pope Smokes Dope, the Pope Smokes Dope. God gave him the grass. Pope smokes dope. He likes to smoke in mass. The Pope smokes dope. He's a groovy hunter. The Pope smokes dope. The Pope smokes dope. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pill of water. Jill forgot to take a pill. Now she's got a daughter. Every Jew and Protestant, every Catholic. Knows that marijuana is a groovy way to trip. The pub smokes dope. God gave him the grass. The pub smokes dope. Right. The pub smokes dope. All right, now you give me a headache. Smokes dope. Cha cha cha. Very high. No, was John High when he met you? <laughs> What's that? Be honest. Was John High when he met okay, you? I mean you're gonna get. This is the first time you're gonna hear this now. All right. This is exclusive here on K Rock, of course. This, this is the original. All right. Uh. They could not have done, without a doubt, Sergeant Peppers. They could not have tolerated David P. with all the smoke they had. Right, they were smoking. <laughs> they were, can they, he told me, he, okay, let me tell you, he's not here, so I can be honest. He told me that every time the dealers would come and give him grass, right. they should charge him double because he was John Lennon. Right. We were in the studios with me. It was a smoke-filled room. This is the real election. Right. Every every track was a was a was a was a was a, was a smoke track. Right. Every time from beginning and <laughs> that explains a lot. Believe me, in the beginning. So marrying so marrying Yoko was the second stupidest thing he ever did. <laughs>
By the way, I am the libertarian of secretary, uh, press secretary. No comment. Right. Okay. Very good. No comment. <laughs> what is it, Bob? Uh, just listening to him do that, so it reminded me of. Uh, of how, I remember when that album came out. My father was so outraged. Yes. About the Pope smoking dope song, he was really, really upset because they played it on. Uh, one of his like AM radio stations, you know, one of those conservative Got them all upset. And got them all upset because they said that uh, my father came home and he said, there's a song called The Pope Smokes Dope. <laughs> John, I have a song here about, uh, about Pataki. Oh, you did write the Pataki song. Yeah, uh, Pataki. All right, now you're Pataki. backing Pataki. Pataki. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. No, no I'm not backing Pataki. For, I'm uh, going along with Pataki. Uh, I'll up, I'm all, but it can never be duplicated. Right. Say what what, what are you saying? Let me interpret for the audience at home. Okay. When we went up to Albany, <laughs> and we, of course, we brought the great David Peel with us. Mm. Oh, what a time. Great. Was, <laughs> people mania. It was the greatest thing in the world. What right? a the people mania. When I, when I was running for governor, people like David Peel felt uh, enfranchised again. Do you understand? He oh. felt like a part of something. He felt like you were part of a movement. As a matter of fact, it had to break your heart when I withdrew from the race. Well, I tell you, what, so that to such a point, we started a Libertarian Party chapter in New York because of you. I'm one of the founders. We went to Albany, had a charter made. Yes. We now have the, the Libertarian Party, the County of New York started. So I brought people. people like David into the po this political is, arena. I'm voting yeah, tomorrow because of that. Right, you are voting. Yes. Oh yes, of course it is. I'm going to vote. All right, did you register? Of course I did. Okay, all right. Oh, yes, I did. David, did you graduate high school? I went to college. So I went to I went to school to get high. I had in my class. High school get high. I had any class. Yeah. I got high there. At the high school. What college did you? I go went to, to Midwood. I went to uh, NYU. Uh huh. In uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Well, uh -huh. And Rockville University, my own school. Right. Yeah. All right. And by the way, Howard, you didn't. One thing you did not see here. <laughs> yeah, is, I'm sure there's a lot. <laughs> this is uh, for you. This is for you. This, this is a David Peel this CD. Is, this is for you. But what we're all about what you we did in Albany. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, I this see. This is a whole the opening inside. And it's how did you make this? Uh, look at this. Well, is we it? help the libertarians with this now. I give money to them with this. All right. You I have to all you guys. I'm going to use it later on. All right, all right, listen to me, listen to me, you're mumbling. Huh? Yeah, all right, not, I don't know what, what kind of drugs do you do these days, anything? I, I am drugs. Do you? What do you do? Tell me what okay, you do. Okay, okay. Uh, this is what smoke, drugs Okay, there like. we go. Also, marijuana. Right. Hash. Right. A little bit of drinking. Right. New York City water. <laughs> right. I guess. And, and obviously, looking at the bad dope around Washington Square Park, uh, getting secondhand bad smoke. Right. All right, I so you don't do any coke or... Uh, no, 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 I drink no. that stuff. No, I don't believe in the hard drugs. No way like this. I see. You're like much like our own Jackie Martin. Like. Yeah. Oh, we're, 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 it makes as much sense as you do. <laughs> By the way, I want to do this. Can I do this song here? Yeah, okay. So th this is why David is here. He would like to unveil his new song. Mm. Let me just say this something. Is second. Is that the first Can I set it up? Yes. Can I set it up for you? <laughs> All right. Did you want to see the Mike Douglas show, too? This guy is, is this guy my historian or yeah, I gotta tell you something. I was, a little kid, you. I was a little kid and John Lennon and Yoko Ono were the co hosts of the Mike Douglas show. Yeah. And I used to watch it. That was my favorite show on TV. I used to watch that every day with my mother and drown out her yapping during <laughs> dinner by just turning the TV on and watching that. Uh -huh. And John Lennon was the host that week and he brought out David Peel. That was actually, I was on the David Forrest show. Was that it? Oh, yeah. They tried, oh, that they tried to get one. me on the Mike Douglas show, but they'd rather have Bobby Steele, a black panther, than David Peel. I was so dangerous to the producer of, uh, of uh, Mike Douglas. Uh -huh. They put the black panthers on rather than have David Peel. <laughs> right. Well, I could see that. I'd rather have the black panthers on, but I couldn't find any, so I got you. Partial payment provided by Apple Records for the appearance of David Peel. David Frost Wardrobe by Hardy Amy's USA.
Chapman who killed John Lennon, if they had a death penalty, they wouldn't be alive today. Exactly. Point because because if, if John Lennon was alive, you'd still be hopeful for your career, right? Oh, but Pam says career, too. Exactly. He killed you, too, when he shot <laughs> You might as well like, put a bullet in you. <laughs> hey, no bad ideas, now. All right, here we go. Okay, this is Pataki for Governor. This is not the Howard Stern song, but we got to go with what we got. And this is Ben Cuomo. But first of all, let me introduce with the song, Mario Cuomo. Goodbye, Mario Cuomo. When is he going to do this Mario song? Mario Cuomo. <laughs> Goodbye, right, Mario Cuomo. Let me hear the song you wrote. All right, here we go. That's what I want to hear. Pataki for governor. Pataki for governor. For governor of New York. Ah, there Pataki for governor. Pataki for governor. For governor of New York. He wants justice for the people of New York. He is a great Republican. <laughs> he wants lower taxes and more warfare. He wants to win the election. Wow. Pataki for governor. Pataki for governor. For governor of New York. Pataki for governor. Pataki for governor. For governor of New York. He wants New York State to be much better. He wants to make it number one. He loves New York and his power to the people. Pataki for governor. Everybody. Come on, Robin. Pataki for governor. Pataki for governor. For governor of New York. Pataki for governor. Pataki for governor. For governor of New York. One more time. Pataki for governor. Pataki for governor. For governor of New York. Pataki for governor, Pataki for governor, for governor of New York! George Pataki for governor! Yeah! 
yeah, yeah. Very nice job. Very good, David. You were right. He was the only one who could work it into a song. <laughs> I know. He worked. He actually worked the name Pataki into a song. Oh, he yes. did it beautifully. The how it's doing the better song, but Pataki's winning right the now. The most disturbing thing is when you sing, you open your mouth all the way. I can, I'm looking at your tonsils. Your throat's a little red. You better go rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How can Leo can sign my book? Oh, absolutely sign your book, David. I it helps to get you out of the room faster. I'll sign two more. <laughs> very good. Hey, hey, hey. Howard. All right, very good. And you did a nice job on that song. I noticed you changed a few of the notes around so you can't sue yourself for copyright infringement. All right, let me take a break. The great David P. Yeah, right. You got a girlfriend? What? You got a girlfriend? Miss Liberty. Is that right? Libertarian? Miss Liberty? Are you dating? Not now. No? I'm afraid of age from these people around here. I'm very careful myself. Really? I want to live a long, long time. So what do you do? You just hang Why? Out? Oh, right now, I'm waiting to go out and get out to California. I'm going to go to California. Oh, are you really? What are you going to do Oh, yeah, there? I'm going to make that my second We're doing a New York Rock Exchange out there right now. New York Rock Exchange? You're all you're we have record, how, how, how do you make money? Seriously. But for New York, this one here, doing, I help the libertarians. I sell CDs. Right. On Halakar Records, right? I'm doing uh, the New York Rock Exchange. Plus, I have a whole rock catalog, which I sell. And plus, I go to Strawberry Fields on every John Lennon and every birthday or uh, 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 Memorial Day on December 8th, I bring my stuff out there to sell. You can make money doing that? Back. What? You can make money doing that? Yes, sir. December, I'll be out December 8th there, like Baba Boo. That's why I met him. And what do you do? Like, you put it, you, do you open your guitar case and people throw money in it? You know, I, I have a big catalog and everything, too. And I, plus, I sing. Yeah. On the street, I right? CDs. I have 13 CDs out in one year. Oh, really? How many just, do you sell? Uh, uh, thousands. <laughs> Thousand? Right. Yes. Not wow. real. Not really. Not really. A few hundreds. Listen, Jackie has thirteen that. CDs. I'll give you my catalog, Jackie. Thank you very much. I will be back right after these words. Connection. David Peel in this room that's gonna light a candle. You're not lighting a candle because you're on a, you're on A B. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Andre, you're gonna light the first candle. Obviously, Andre. Brian, 
You can light the second candle. Okay. Uh, Pat, you're going to light the uh, yellow candle. Okay. I'm going to light the green candle. So you have a lighter? Dino's going to light the blue candle. Bloom's going to light the purple candle. And John's going to light the white candle. And as you're lighting the candle, you say something. It can be anything. It can be a word. It can be ten words. It can be whatever comes out of your mouth. A story about David, whatever. So this is your moment to say something for the ceremony. Do you have a match? Uh, okay. Four twenty. It's four twenty, so we gotta start. Mm -hmm. Alright, here we go. Wait, before we start, put that down. Put that down. Everybody hold hands. Oh, you're gonna talk first. Put that down for a second. I just want to have one second where we actually just pull the energy for a second. We want to like connect our energy. Just think about David. Think about David. His spirit is a good place to be. Moment of silence. Yeah, I used to run into to David Peel uh, on the street. Yeah, not not every day, but uh, very very often, you know. And he, his his energy was uh, always way over the top, and uh, he was a million laughs. I really missed the guy. And probably my best memory of Peel is I was hanging out in Washington Square Park, and all of a sudden there's David Peel with some other musicians, and they stand up on the on the rim of the fountain. And they do like a, a, a live radio broadcast, and he started doing the, the, the Pope Smokes Dope. W one of the great moments of my life. So. <laughs> I, I, I miss you, David. <laughs> I knew David since I um, first started hanging around the East Village, in the Lower East Side, uh, just finishing high school, 17, 18 years old. And. You know, had no idea who he was, had no idea who the history was, just corner of uh, 7th and A, Tompkins Square Park, uh, crazy musician, playing, you know, singing with all his heart and, um, you know, screaming about, uh, screaming die yuppie scum. And I said, this guy's, this guy's all right, I'm going <laughs> to hang out with him. So we started an impromptu jam. And he gave me his business card with the signature on the back, and uh, and I kept in touch with him since then. I had the pleasure of playing drums in the Lower East Side uh, when I was a student at SVA. We played at CBGBs with him, and uh, uh, many memorable performances. Got to had the pleasure of going to Amsterdam with him, as well as some other people in this room, and, and being a part of the Temple Dragons, and then. Lost touch with him a little bit, but then I'm so thankful that in the last year I was able to, uh, I had him on my radio show, and Matt, you know, I don't know why I chose, it was almost a year to the date, but I, I had him on as a guest, live show, and that put us back in touch for the magical 12 months left of his life, and he, 
he texted me, he would email me, and it was it was so great to have him back in my life for the last year. And I'm so sorry uh, that he's gone. I I think my last my last message exchange with him was when he texted me saying Chuck Berry had passed away. Ooh. And he said, "Hell, hell, rock and roll." And I wrote back his constant closing line. I wrote to him, I said, rock and roll forever, and forever rock and roll. And in all caps, he wrote back, yes, yes. dot, dot, dot. I've decided to spend the rest of my life dedicated to playing marijuana songs on the street for free. Now that David's gone, someone must pick up his flag. Someone must move forward with his energy. And the Temple Dragons have decided we will do many ceremonies a year, and we will notify you in advance where to go. We're going to be at Strawberry Fields for 420. So uh, please come and join us. It's, we want everybody in the band. Everybody can sing along with us, and we, we'll bring you the lyrics, so don't worry. Uh, I think uh, John Lennon sums it up best. This is what he said about David Peel. He can't sing. He can't play. It took Picasso 30 years to get stuff this simple. People say, oh, you know, Peel, he can't sing or he can't really play and that. But he writes beautiful songs, you know. And even as sort of simple as his basic chord structures are, supposedly, you know. Well, you know, Picasso spent 40 years trying to get as simple as that. Right now, I'm in the period, like Picasso, the blue period, the red period. I have the street period. But the thing between me and Picasso is I'll keep on doing, I'll keep on adding on to it. Like, for example, right now, we're getting into, uh, into uh, folk rock now. Basically, folk rock, cleaner music, and to a little more pop. David, your spirit is a good place to be. Blues for you, David. Well, there's too many stories to tell, so I just want to say, travel well, David Peel, David Rosario, um, see you in the next big scene, all right? Okay, I want to start with, yo, 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 yo! Hey, David, Steve, yo, 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 yo! That's how we always answer the phone, if you call them, it's like, yo, 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 yo! And of course, had the funny stuff, the David Peel, who had a hard time getting the words out, but he was a lot smarter than you thought. Uh, I met David through High Times, uh, Steve Hager, John Holmstrom, uh, you know, when I got up there, uh, met Dave, he would come by the office, we would do events, he was always there, uh, we became friends, uh, you know, we just, uh, I got a kick out of him, I kind of felt like he was my conduit to Tom Prasad, I never met him, so, you know, I, by being close to Dave, he would kind of clue me in on what it was like back in the days. Uh, great memories of being up here with him after softball games, writing songs, like the Bonghammer song, which was written right here, in this room, or over there. Yeah, yeah, over there, right. Um, it's funny, I was arguing over that song. Darren still, from the Bonghammer, still would give him a hard time at me that we all wrote it together and they wanted to take complete credit for it. And even recently, he had <laughs> he's put something about that, where he ran into Peel and he said, you know, you know, I wrote that, I said, no, no, you didn't write it. It, it was cantankerous, um, but you know, and a lot of people had fallings out with him. Uh, I'm finding, you know, stop, talking stop, about stop, things. Yeah. You gotta change the memory. Sorry, Dave. Hold on. Just keep that thought. Just keep it.
Don't go anywhere. A pretty unfiltered guy, so he would just kind of say whatever came into his mind, you know. Sometimes, you know, maybe he should have zipped it here and there. <laughs> you know? um, but, you know, had a lot of fun with him. You know, went to a lot of concerts, ran into him a lot of places. The last couple of years, not so much. He didn't come out to the rallies uh, in Union Square, like he always would. Um, not so sure whether he just didn't want to come because he wasn't invited or he uh, didn't feel well. You know, didn't want to schlep over. He'd always be at these events, but I didn't see him the last couple of years, so I was wondering, you know. The last time I saw him was after he fell. You know, he'd taken a fall in the street a couple of years ago, right? And so he got banged up, and I heard about it, and I went over to his house, and I, apartment, I brought him B&H soup, you know, and made David happy, and, you know, and we just kind of hung out, and just, you know, basically last time I saw him was then. Because he didn't come out, and I hadn't been to any of his shows. I kind of missed all his shows for the last... Not that he wasn't performing, I just missed them. Playing with David Peels when I got to play in front of 60,000 people. 60,000? That's at the Hempfest in Boston. Wait, that's so the, guy, the guy from the MC5 was there, too. Yeah. Um, playing David Peels' little scrubby band that day. It was 60,000 that afternoon. When he played there, so I, know, the I, last, I can get used to that. You got that working? <laughs> yeah. The last time he played, right, sorry, yeah, the last time Peel played, uh, Boston was uh, that was a road trip with Peel. Uh, so traveling with Peel was always a trip. But once we were there, he went insane, and we had to leave him there. Yeah. We had to buy him a ticket back to New York on the Amtrak. Uh, made sure that was all, and then we get got the hell out of there. We got him there. We did the show, but then after that, he just came unraveled. You couldn't be around him. We actually had no choice. Sorry, Dave, we have to leave. So we drove back to New York in the middle of the night because we had no place to stay anymore because we had bailed on him. Uh, but actually, my trip up with him was the last time we did the Boston Rally, and we did a reunion with the 360s who did a version of the Marijuana song for the Hempelation album, and those guys lived up in the Boston area, and we all got together on stage. Everybody jumped on stage to sing along. Every activist wanted to sing the marijuana song but that I met Dave up there he had a ride and I met him there but then we had a plan to go stay with the 360s my friends Audrey and Eric Russell in Marblehead a little north so there we went up and stayed the two days with them with Peel it just was a trip reading with him the whole time I don't remember specific stories there I'm sure Audrey would have great stories but just traveling with him now on the way back of course he was the very frugal David Peel so we had to take the Chinatown bus the cheapest possible way. They almost never crash. <laughs> it was better for him because it took you downtown instead of the 42nd Street or whatever, you know. Um, you know, I went up to the 40th anniversary Woodstock concert at Bethel Woods with him and his friend Elliot Ween. That was a pretty funny day, traveling with him all day to that. Uh, and then that night, there was a, like a big hippie campground going. And we got there at like 3 in the morning and Peel did a set in front of a very like... Like a stoned late night Woodstock crowd. It was pretty funny. Are we on? Yeah, okay. yeah anyway, so uh, Peel, you know, Peel really touched my life. He was really a character. Um, he let me into his world, uh, let me sing with him. Uh, we did the Hempelation album and we recorded the marijuana song and I sang with him on that. And from that point on, he said, Yeah, you can sing with me anytime. He invited me on stage anytime, just wear black. Uh, and uh, and the thing with Peel about singing with him is you really it was tough because he was so loud and I never could keep up with that loud sound and I was gasping for like breath and water every time I tried to sing with him I'm drinking water drinking water dude David's yelling 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 he's so loud right Dina yeah, like that right. was loud yeah, that's just very hard issue. to sing with him that's I tried you know <laughs> but I could do it with the harmonies but I couldn't really do it with the diaphragm. Uh, yeah, he was a cool guy. You know, a lot of fun with him. Uh, you know, he did. We did have fallings out. He, he got mad at me about some bond hitter stuff. 
He quit the team because I, I took him out for a woman player. That's true. Peggy? Me too. You quit the team because I took him out for Peggy? No, because you kept putting me in this. I was getting thrown out every time. Uh, oh, I remember that. The, the other. Now, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, Peel played on the bong hitters. Uh, he was a good hitter. He managed to get on base. He played first base or second base. He kept everybody laughing. Um, he just kept everybody laughing. That was the man about town, the man of the neighborhood. He talked to everyone. He was wild and crazy, cool, you know, demented, off the wall, you know, part of the past, but kind of kept t- tapped in with the current because he. Always like current music too, you know. So uh, even like boy bands like One Direction. I'm not kidding. Uh, he even like the Pope of Pot. He wrote the well. He he wrote the Pope of Dope. Uh-huh. You know, and that the Pope smokes up. I'm sorry that he did with John Lennon. <clears throat> Famously, you know, John Lennon and him. Uh, they produced. He John Lennon produced the album on Apple Records. So one of the rare non-Beatles albums on Apple Records. I mean, there are some. But he's one of them. There's know. a great clip of them all playing together, John Lennon and all the guys from the Lower East Side on the David Frost show. There's a Frost show. Frost, That's really the Frost good. Show, he's leading the band Peel, and and in the yeah. uh, and in the show in um, Ann Arbor, you know, he's playing like a little uh, like bass. a like a stick bass. Rock, rock, and the other way around in the uh, on the, the Frost show, Lennon is playing that skiffle kind of bass. This kind of skiffle washboard right, bass. See, right, Lennon, yeah, that was right. on the David Frost show. Right. I just saw him last night. I don't know if they performed more than those two times. Are there any other times they performed together? Peel and John. It was Lennon? something in Madison Square Garden. Did he, he was on the stage for that one? Yeah. I wasn't sure about that. That was their big moment of glory in New York. I'm back over here with David Peel in the Lower East Side, and John was just saying that this is how, exactly like this, in formal music like this, this is exactly how the Beatles started, right? Exactly, yeah. With Skiffle. That the was string bass, they called it Skiffle in, in Skiffle England. with Lonnie Donegan in yeah, England, Yeah, right? it was a big craze before, just about before rock and roll, and then rock and roll came out. Over here they call it country music, or train music, or, you know, country But blues. Lonnie Donegan, that's right, Skiffle. Yeah, over Skiffle here they don't crowd. know it. Rock Island Line, and uh, Jug- Railroad Bill, and all the Jug- Jug- band music. Or rip music. Well, this is the birth of the Lower East Side again, isn't it? This particular... Uh, this is the birth, birth of the city, yeah. It's, uh, it's the birth of the cockroach. <laughs> the birth the pigeon, the cockroach, and Mayor Lindsay. Well, it's a tribute to everybody. The song is called A Hippie in New York City, David Peel, the Lower East Side, John Lennon, and Yoko Ono. What a finale. Bill Haggard had the Oki from Muskogee with his people. From our album, The Pope Smokes Dope on Apple Records, our people have the hippie from New York City. Just a jerk. We hate the war and never join the army. 
concert I ever saw was when he opened for Cypress Hill at Wetlands. And I was terrified that there was going to be a riot because the Cypress Hill crowd did not like David Peel. That was my fault. I was terrible too. I, I took a lot of crap for that. They didn't show. like Stephen Gaskin either. <laughs> Schiffer, I was there. They liked him. They liked him. They liked But you know, we, we, are all, we all know each other indirectly because of Peel and Forsad. Uh, I'm in a very special, exclusive club, the Friends of Tom Forsad. Because if you knew Tom, you're just part of a very special group. Tom was an amazing person. And I think the strangest story that unites Tom and David was the caravan of love. Because Forsad hired Peel to perform at all these stops on a hippie concert uh, tour. Medicine Ball Caravan, right? He called it the Caravan of uh, Love and Money. That's the movie. So, so much for being hippies. David was the king of punk. I want you all to remember that. (laughs) Didn't relate to being a hippie. Neither did Forsad. Forsad was like the MC5 and in fact named High Times after an MC5 lyric. So, huh? No, I'm just saying, but they was into the Sex Pistols. Too. Very into it, yeah. So, um, you know, they started the Rock Liberation Front, and the whole point was to take rock and roll out of the hands of big corporations like Warner Brothers. Rock and Roll University is an offspring of the Rock Liberation Front. Rock Liberation Front destroys the bad in rock and roll. Rock and Roll University is a benefit of the rock culture movement for the people to educate themselves in this sophisticated thing called rock and roll, believe it or not. We cannot live in the stone ages of rock. We can live in the rock ages, but not in the stone ages of it. We got to bring ourselves into to the era of music and the education of rock and roll university, which should be a free school, which I am starting with my friends in the rock culture movement and rock liberation front. We'll begin this whole thing from Washington Square Park and the Lower East Side in the East Village to begin rock and roll forever forever rock and roll through knowing and educating yourselves and performing the arts and sciences of the rock arts I always I always like that story of uh, caravan of love and money and Tom saved David's life because one of the Warner Brothers security goons was going to stab him and Tom stopped him it's not, not very peaceful hippie there. Nice footage yeah. of that. So. Medicine Ball Caravan, the movie. It's the only footage of Tom speaking, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, David Trump gave me that. Gave me that uh, that tape that I put in my my movie book. And something you probably don't know about me is that I uh, I'm an MC for the Joey Ramone Birthday Bash every year. It's May 19th, I think it is. And for the past few years, and for many times, David appeared there. And Mickey says that David Peel was a big influence on the Ramones. Huh? Mickey was at the hospital. Oh, I didn't know that. He went, came one day. Oh, gee. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do some tribute to him, I think. Oh, at that's the, nice. The that's event. nice. Because yeah. I would always, uh, you know, bring David up on stage. I would announce him. But it was difficult because he was so erratic. And his group was so erratic. I think last year they all got lost before they were supposed to go on. So, but yeah, New York One mentioned David Peel this morning. Yeah. Oh, Dave, that's good. I was hoping Dave would get the proper respect from his hometown here. He was so New York. I mean, he's named David Peel in the Lower East Side. So, you know, and he got his apartment from Tom Fassad and we're, we're, we're losing a big part of counterculture history and uh, a real important figure in music and everything now. So, uh, sad to say goodbye, Dave. I'll take it. I'll take the mic. Thank you, John. You ready?
Stay there, put your hands up against the wolf and watch him. Hold on over there, you. You with the black long hair, get over there. Get against that wall. You over there, watch where you're going. Any of you guys tries to run away, you're gonna get plugged. Stay where you are, this is just a routine investigation. We're looking for concealed weapons. Any of you guys got any narcotics, anything you wanna say you have before you have before I look for it now. Because if you say you don't have it before I have it, I find it on you, then I'm gonna have to charge you with something. So you better not be resisting arrest. Fed call station. Looks like we got some narcotics, we got some long hair, hippie freaks over here. Well, I wanna see these kids shot. You know, I'd like to see these kids just taking out some desert place and machine gun. This is what's ruining America, you know? You drive around with a flag on top of your car, you try to make this place a community where people can live together, and what do you get? These long-haired, filthy, hippie punks smoking their dope cigarettes, going around using obscenities, man, they're wasting pigs. I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I got I got I got I got I got This little pig called a flunky This little pig never stowed This little pig went home to eat his meat This little pig never home Going to vote myself a joint Everybody gonna get my point When you see a cop you got to say I got I got I guide, 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 Living in a pig pen, working on the street He is called a city fine, it's him you want to meet Smelling out a stupid pig, doesn't take a brain too big Dogs caught in the park, not to bury him Oink, 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 oink I am called a big bear wolf, I want to eat the pig I am just as tough as he is, ways I just don't dig Always shouting, always fighting, where did Billy clap? I am just a fairy tale, I do not have to run Eating pigs is just my bar, got to eat the ones that are hot Fighting a pig can nearly blow your mind My God! Marijuana is good because it is the it is the sacrament of the head and mind. It began thousands of years ago. And mind expands, makes you create more, it gives you alternatives, it beats alcohol drunks. It's better. People who drink beer, 
get a beer belly. People who smoke pot, get a pot belly. Logic. Rock and roll has been influenced by pot. The people of today and long hair has been influenced by pot. It makes you sensuously more agreeable. It makes you think quicker. It makes you relax in a very tight-knitted world of confusion and chaos. And for you people who want to look for tomorrow, marijuana should be the national anthem of the world because it works. No cancer, only pleasure and creativity through marijuana. As a matter of fact, I'm the only one in rock and roll who uses the word marijuana as a title for an album. It's bonafide. They're so afraid of that word because they're afraid of truth. And the truth is more stranger than fiction. That's why I smoke that strange killer weed called marijuana, marijuana, which means Mary Jane. What would you do? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. The pump smokes dope! The dope smokes pope! Dope is We have the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, and a new one for 1968, the Pot Party. Make me president of the United States, and I promise you, I will be ahead. My fellow Americans, and I promise you, I shall make the clap a childhood disease. Make me president of the United States, and I promise you, I'll pine every chicken. Make me president, and I won't even tell him I'm Jewish. States. I promise you more foreign aid without taxes to Mexico. We will buy more marijuana from them. Yeah. I like marijuana, you like marijuana, we like marijuana too. I'm marijuana. Marijuana, 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 marijuana. I like marijuana, but you like marijuana. We like marijuana too. I want to be a hippie, got to get no done. I want to be a runaway guy to leave home for Marijuana Remember the teeny bop sniffing airplane clue Marijuana He used to freak out and send to pop too Marijuana I want to get high but I never know why Hey, I got the cop, I got to say goodbye for Marijuana. 
مرا مرا بالا مرا مرا بالا مرا مرا بالا I like marijuana, but you like marijuana. We like marijuana too. I want to be a pusher on the lower east side for marijuana. I want to be a pusher, got to get you higher, marijuana. It's my life, and I do what I want, marijuana. It's my life and I do what I can't Marijuana I want to smoke pot and I want to smoke a lot But here comes my father, the marijuana cop people 
are really anti-disco. I'm partly anti-disco. I can't say I hate it completely. It's a new type of sound like this. It works for a certain element of people, you know. For people who want to dance, disco is great. For people who want to go to concerts, it's a different kind of music. But then again, that's a total contradiction. Nothing should be good or bad. It should be all uh, interpreted for whatever the meaning or the time you need that thing. I mean, the, the, the stuff that people listen to now are the 60s, you know. And the concert, it hasn't really improved itself. Disco has shown in production-wise that you need better musicians to play better music. And all it was was a signal to show that these so-called middle-class rock fans and the way you do that is bring yourself updated to the times. Listen to the sounds of the 60s and the quality of production. Listen to the 70s. That's one thing the 70s has done is brought the quality of production up. I'm not saying better music. But better sounds. Ladies and gentlemen! Oh, watch for that. <laughs> Disco sucks! Hey. I hate Disco! Disco sucks! I hate Disco! The Disco sucks! I hate Disco! Disco sucks! I hate Disco! Disco sucks! Disco sucks! John Travolta! Disco sucks! That's right! Studio 54! Disco sucks! The sleazy BGs. Disco sucks. The village people. Disco sucks. Disco sucks. Walking along the streets of Manhattan. Better be careful, cause the people love me. Straight face, I don't care, people all around us. Monkeys and rapists terrorizing the town. Tesco sucks. I hate Tesco. Tesco sucks. Alright. I hate Tesco. Tesco sucks. I hate Tesco. Tesco sucks. Tesco sucks. I hate Tesco. Disco sucks! Disco sucks! Disco
The lights are down forever. Yep. The doors are closed forever. The next time we're going to open up when our when demolition begins. We didn't save the physical CBGBs. We saved the spirit of CBGBs. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's what it's about, people. It's about saving the spirit. It's true. This is it. The time right now is 3.15. It's 2.15. 2.15. The drugs are working very well. It's 2.15. Those, those lights will never come back on, and that's a sad thing. And but it's alright, because we'll go on and we'll find another place. We'll find another place. <laughs> wait, wait, but if you're listening right now, you'll find another place. It may not be CBGB's, it'll be the growth of CBGB's. Another thing, by the way, you talk about, you know, David was kind of cheap and, you know, never really, you know, paid pay for things. Super but, cheap. But, you know, one time, you know, I, I helped him out a few times the, when he was getting sampled a lot in the 90s. His I remember songs that. Getting sampled, yes. remember? So I would hear all these things. So I found the yeah. Cypress Hill sample. Uh, Technohead, they found on their own, but he made good money off of that. Wait, Cypress Hill sampled David Sample Peele. like a High Times song or something? I don't remember that. Put your finger on the hole and hold it in, brother. Take them off, that's enough, and pass it to another. Somebody had a, like a top 20 or top 10 hit in okay. Europe. That was Technohead. And I want to be Steve a got him. Well, that I think I, I alerted him to all these things. But the one that he the, the one that he had no idea about was one by the the brat, uh, a hip hop singer, you know, know woman, it. and she had used a sample, and Cypress Hill did too. And I alerted him each time. So actually, one day he I don't know where he met me in the office somewhere. He said, Steve, I want to give you this. And he gave me a crisp one hundred dollar bill. Ooh. And that was like his thank you for me helping him, That's learning. Nice. I have no idea what he made on that, but for Peel to give you a hundred dollars is rare. That was a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> what the Brat song was it? I forget. I'd have to look it up. I really forget. It's I have to look up like which one it was. But it's some weed song of hers that she had a few years back in the, like the mid nineties. <laughs> So he made a little money off that stuff for a few years, you know, getting samples. It's astonishing that someone with, as we said, so little musical ability yeah, right. carved out such a long-term...
career. Well, he's the ultimate jingle writer, you know. <laughs> he just did his tells. Well, he, he just you know, he, he had that drive and ambition, and never say die, and the whole attitude of, you know, yeah, just do it no matter Which what. One is? I'm okay, thank you. And I think it helps also to have the, the cheap rent. Right, and so you said Tom Versace gave him that apartment, right? Somehow? I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's his to give. I think he moved into it. And he ended up with a cheap rent. Wow! Well, he always talked about yeah. getting his apartment from Tom. It's on the map of New York of the right, East village. Right. That, that great map. Yeah. That I think Tony Millionaire did that, and Mark Miller, who put together the Ramones exhibition at the Queens Museum, published that map. And then Kevin Hine, who worked at Screw and laid out my book, did the uh, did the work on the map. He worked with. Mark doing the maps. So it's, it's, it's sort of interesting how everybody gets tied together. Yeah, but it was like a race control network party. of... Yeah, yeah, for years. But that guy, the Harold guy, this guy here, Harold C. Black. I don't know. He's, he's a goatee guy in all the photos of Dave back in the day. Uh, that's yeah. him there. And he, he was at the hospital. And so I asked him about the apartment. He said that the whole band lived in the building. I said, didn't, didn't Tom give Dave in the apartment? He just said, oh, we all lived in the building. It's always telling stories that David moved out, moved up to 36th Street, and got beat up and came back downtown, or something like that, got ripped off. These stories, you know, if you, if you really sit people down and ask stories, they'll tell you stuff, you know. I'm just kind of gleaning all this stuff for three days, hanging around the hospital, people showing up, and just hearing stories, people saying this, or people saying that. So I don't know. I mean, obviously I know your story is right, but he said the band lived in that building, too. Everybody played with Jim Kills Band. Back in the 60s, you could get an apartment anywhere. Yeah. They, were, they were just empty right, apartments so it's not all big over a, the place. Right. Everybody, anybody could crash in anywhere in New York. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It wasn't like it is today. Right. How do you support yourself nowadays? Music. Can you be specific I, about I play at Mills, at, at Mills Tavern every weekend. I get some money there. I sell my own records to my own record company called Orange Records. Orange, I, I make my own albums. As you see, uh, as you saw probably up there before on the other wall, all my albums. And every every week I'm, I'm, I'm producing records of my own. And plus I'm doing a few of my other friends, I'm recording them, and I get a piece of the action there. And with this uh, way of uh, doing my own records, I'm able to basically support myself, growing as I go along. He's still playing the part for free, though. Once in a while. Too many schmucks there right now. To deal with that, yeah. I, I will not force myself to play when people have ugly attitudes. Not just towards me, but towards himself. I am not here to uh, to beg for their attention. I go by the vibes. If they're in good, in good sense of disposition, I'll be. If they're bastards, I'll be bastards. I, in other words, for every action they give me, I give a reaction the same way. But they were trying to move him out. Politely. Yeah, so that was the thing. You know, he was having he was having problems in that place. He, you know, he had been short on rent and he was behind and apparently caught up somehow. I forget how, but you know, and that was his first diary message he sent out. You know, a few months back that he was having rent problems. Well, it's fine. Did you? Was he on your? Were you on his text mail? Yeah, you can always read them though. They were long, they were, you know, they were long read the, read the and sometimes they didn't matter. You know, something you already knew, but when it was really personal, I'd really read it. So this was personal. I don't know if I got and that. And the second one, more recently, was his moving. You know, uh, text message was that he was moving to Fourth Street, uh, and basically, you know, they, you know, they, 
I've learned now, I forget exactly all the details he went into then, but I learned now from this week that you know they were repairing the building, working on the roof, needed to get in, oh. were doing work on the place while he was there, and offered him another place on 4th Street that was smaller but newer. And so apparently he had agreed they was going to move out and uh, and get another place, but a smaller place that was cleaned up and all that, right. and he was... But it was half the size of what he had. Maybe he... It was half the size of what he already had. They no, never they, moved yet, right? No, they never moved. So they kind of said that he that apartment... Would you believe that that apartment was a... Uh, uh, was a five-bed... was a five-room apartment? I was never in there. You never was in Peel's no. ever? All no. these years? No. can't believe it. And you live right there. What do you do? You live on the street? I am the streets. No, come on. Do you live on the street? Seriously. No, no. I have my own home apartment. You do? For about 15 years... I pay about $300 a month for three rooms. The landlord says, when are you going to leave the apartment, Peel? We can't make money from you. I says, Mr. Landlord, I said, Mr. Uh, I will leave when the landlord is dead. Right. When are you going to die? Right. That's when I leave. I would see him in the street. I can't believe we never invite you up one time. Huh? I went up there once. I went up there a bunch of times. You know, it was, it was a very cluttered place. He showed um, me his script he wrote. He wrote the script, East Side Story. And I looked at it, and it was like in proper... Script, screenplay format and everything, and I was like, "Wow!" Like, and he wanted to, he wanted to make it. He wanted to pitch it to an indie um, production company, or you know, he had big dreams about this this script. Made a movie poster for it and everything, and he went up there to like show me the copy. And I didn't go too far in, but it looked like a studio apartment that just had uh, file like file racks and shelves of like. And he was like, these are my archives, these are my archives, and he had, he had everything. Well, that was the problem, is that he wanted to go through everything, or take everything, and then box it up and move it, yeah. and he had enough room in the new place to move it all, so no, I didn't I, have any money for no, storage. I wish I'd so. known all this, because I would have gotten them in touch with Boohoo Ray. I know, and right? And he could have sold the archive, and he would have walked away with some money. Too bad. But knowing him, he might not. He might have said, "I don't want to sell." No, no. Some people really talked to him about. It. I mean, some of his friends, like they were, they were talking about that a lot, and they said, you know, he didn't want to do anything because he was broke a lot, so he could have used the money, maybe sell a few things, you know, auction it off through, you know, whoever, Sotheby's or whoever they do this stuff, you know, there's John Lennon stuff, a letter signed by Lennon, blah blah blah, whatever he's got, you know, it's worth money. I'm sure, he's got plenty of Lennon stuff, you know, that's going to have some now, value. Now, who ends right? up with the money? That's a good question. I don't know because, you know, there's nothing there unless somebody steps forward and makes some sort of claim of family. And I'm sure that's not what he would want because he was totally divorced from If he had any family, he was completely divorced from them. Nobody showed up at the hospital. Nobody saw the New York Post story and showed well, up. You told me that the hospital made the decision to take him off. They the did. Support. I mean, the people were there. So I mean, it's no family. Right. Well, the people there didn't quite want to make that decision. You know, that guy, Joff. Doom was really hesitant to make it. so they were trying to push it off as far as they could. The last day I was there was Wednesday, and he had wiggled his toes a little bit with touch. And a woman came by, it was a friend of a wife of one of, the, one of his friends, a guy named Jim, and she was kind of like, you know, felt like she was communicating with them, kind of in a hippie style. Uh -huh. you know? So she convinced the doc, I'm not kidding, that night, so we, the doc had, I thought, because the day before they said, listen, you know, he's functionally brain dead and we have to just do a few more tests to make completely sure another cat scan blah 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 but you know honestly you could let him go now or we can wait a day and you know probably nothing's going to change for the better but we could so Jeff said I just want to play it out so okay let's do another day fine so then I went back Wednesday thinking that was the day and then he had this slight movement and so the docs basically said okay you know we'll do some more tests 
you know, we're, he said, we're in no rush. We're a government, you know, we're not a private hospital, and, you know, there's no rush. I like that. They weren't rushing. But then I thought, you know, I didn't know there was some sort of rule, but apparently they had some sort of cutoff yesterday at noon. Uh, they talked to the people who were there, the group of people who were there, Joff and whoever else was assembled, this guy Elliot, who was a close friend of his, Elliot Ween. And uh, they talked to everybody and said, you know, you know, he's not coming back. He's in, you know, there's no hope. He's gone, and he's only been alive on life support for the last five days. And I knew that from day one. I knew it. I saw it. I knew it. I went through it with my dad, and it was obviously he was not going to come back. But, you know, people don't go through it. Yeah. Honestly, with my dad, when my dad came out of had a cardiac arrest and lived for another three days, you know, I thought maybe he would come back too. I was dreaming, you know. I couldn't let my dad go. I could have let him go in, in that in that operating room, but I didn't because, uh, like, nobody ever seen him again. And what do, what, of life what do I know if he important. could... Well, the thing with Peel, the thing is that Peel had a terrible heart attack, apparently, like really, on the Richter scale, really bad. And then, furthermore, it took, it took them a bit. He should not have even had the resuscitation because it took him over an hour to resuscitate him. And that causes brain damage. If you come out of it, you, you, resuscitation need to be like quick. They were pressing, pressing, pressing for an hour. Was you he know? home? Like, no, no. Uh, that, he, that guy, Joff, got a call from him during the day or the afternoon or whatever time it was and David said he was having breathing problems feeling sweats and maybe had some palpitations so basically guy came over got him downstairs they didn't call him he didn't want to do an ambulance he just wanted to go there in a cab he was still okay well enough to, oh, so he went to the hospital yeah he was well enough to walk downstairs get into a cab and go in and really? even walk uh, and, and, go to, and go to ER and, well, then, he, and, then, and, he, and then once he got there apparently he was probably having the heart attack a walking heart attack and then once he got there like blam had a massive uh, totally out and then to the point where he died and then they started pumping him back you know and they got him to survive so so the, that's that's really what happened and he was in such bad shape so the thing was so breathing tube heart pump sedation those are the three keys to like heart uh, to um, to keeping somebody alive when they have yeah, heart attack. Yeah, I had attack, a friend right? who, who fell you know, on the stairs, broke his neck, paralyzed from the neck down, mm. and he was in the ICU for a few days. Mm. And his his family came up, and you really want to live being you know paralyzed and right. you know unable to talk or do anything? Right. They pulled the plug. You know, you know, it worried me for a minute because of the way they were acting for a second there. I said, I walked. I said, okay, I'm done here. I know what's happening. You guys handle it. I'm not coming back because I have other things to do, and uh, and I didn't want this to go on and on. And if it is, it would sort of upset me. I don't want to be there if they're going to string it out and string it out and string it out because of whatever. So, but it turned out that that didn't happen. That was, you know, that was just kind of just better. You know, that that kind of did cut it back and you know make the decision. But you're listening to. Prove it all night on WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. And uh, yeah, this is the David Peel Tribute Show. It's a tribute show that I uh, put together from some interviews I recorded and some um, interviews I found and some clips. So... um, you know, anyone who knew David Peel, of course, uh, our hearts go out to you, and uh, he knew a lot of you, so uh, my heart's going out to a lot of you. Uh, people of New York, if you happen to, I don't know, walk around the streets of New York for longer than 20 minutes uh, between the years of 19, 
66 to uh, last week. You might have you might have seen him. You might have had an interaction with him. Uh, maybe uh, if there's time, I'll take some calls later over at 201. 209-9368, that's 201-209-WFMU, if you want to uh, tell me a David Peel story. Um, that was Steve Bloom and John Holmstrom. My thanks uh, to them for talking to me yesterday. And Steve Hager, of course, and the Temple Dragon crew uh, for uh, having me over. And uh, we all had a little memorial for him yesterday, so that was very nice. Um, I'll wind down the set a little later. I'm going to keep things moving, moving here, though. So uh, this is uh, David Peel with his uh, title track off his Apple Records debut, uh, The Pope Smokes Dope. The Dope Smokes Pope! The Pope Smokes Dope! The Pope Smokes Dope! God gave him the grass. The Pope Smokes Dope! He likes to smoke in mass. The Pope Smokes Dope! Yes, punk rock. David Peel, the king of punk. Uh, I should also mention Julie will be in next. She's filling in for Joel St. Germain, so you can stay tuned for Julie, Dark Knight of the Soul after this. And uh, I'm going to see if this works. This is a, an, a clip from a video I recorded of David Peel in 2006. This is him basically grilling me on who I interviewed and who I didn't get to interview or who I got to capture uh, at one of the final, at like that CBGB rally that they had in Washington Square Park, and he's like, "Did you get them? Did you get them?" I, I don't, I didn't get a chance to, to cut it up, so uh, forgive me if this is just totally raw. But uh, here's uh, David Peel giving me the business. Let's see. Stand see you again. Okay. There it is. I'm just babbling and babbling. Don't worry. Fate is the entrance. No, okay, did a good job. Let me keep on going. One more question. Did you get anything about Hilly today? Uh, we, we, we ran some of Hilly B. We didn't, we didn't interview no, them. No, no, that's okay. You got him. You got him. Uh, yeah. to the, you got him, you we got him like walking around. You got the Godfather. You got the guy from Sopranos too? Yeah. yeah we Steven. actually interviewed him. So. Yeah, Louis Steven? Mm-hmm. Let me make you quick. Did you, did, you also get, I was in there, did you also get the guy from uh, Bush who's married to Gwen Stefani? Yep, we got him. Okay, did you get uh, Blondie? Yep. Public Enemy? We didn't interview Blondie. But no, no, okay, you forget. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Anyway, anyway you got Public, Public Enemy? Yep. And how about the other band from Jersey, from, the, from uh, New Brunswick? Bounce and Souls? Get yeah. Them right Hell down? yeah, we got them. And also, did you get, uh, what do you call, uh, did you get the other band called Nile Niles Rogers? A little bit, I think. He was the first band on? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think. Okay, I think with got that. A bit of them. And uh, is, there, is there anybody you missed today? 
Um, I don't think there's anybody that we miss. We got we try to get, <laughs> at, least you, a, you get, no, you get at least a little bit of everybody. You get locate you outside location of, of, of the of the crowd here at all? Oh yeah. So right now you you be, be a very good day right now. Now tonight they're gonna probably have a free opening tonight for dinner. Gonna have a special guest tonight at CBGB's. You can't shoot CBGB, can you? Nah, not yet. But I will. I'll make but it in there. What you did here right now is a battlefield confrontation. You win the first battle. Now it's time to win the war. This is David Peel, ladies and gentlemen. About David Peel right now. We did the King of Punk song called uh, CBGB's right now. Don't slave CBGB. Save CBGB's. It means right now. They move from the Bowery, and that's CBGB's. It's only a, a duplicate of the real thing. And finally, I say right now, this particular here with my friend Pat here. Pat, not Pat right now. I see uh, the, 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 what we're doing right now is a documentary for all eggs to make sure that we never forget where the roots of our punk rock began from, from CBGB's, which is Country Bluegrass Bar, in case you don't know what the num is, almond dies, blah, 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 blah. Right now, I say at this particular point, if you want to save your life, Save CBGBs, or you have no life to go to save. And finally, I say right now, today is the day, it is the day, it's either be now or never, when CBGBs will make or break their life story. We hope they stay together on the Bowery forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, David. Thank you, my friend. Pat David Peel has been a friend for this project for the whole time, and he knows my troubles of getting in to CBs lately, but we made it in today, and that's the important thing. And I got news for you, he did it right now. I, uh, I would have got him in anywhere, but rather than, rather than fight the fight, the fight, the, 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 command, the, the commandos in, in, the, in the hierarchy, he just went the other way and found another day. Like George Washington says, he who fights and runs away comes back to fight another day. And today is the day he fought and he won. Thank you, David. Have a good day, friend. Talk to you soon. Now, you guys... Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, so that was that was one. There's another one here where he actually sings a song impromptu with some kids in Washington Square Park. That was a few minutes after that. And I'm going to try to cue that up for you. Um, I, again, again, apologies. That I didn't get to edit this into my uh, co earlier collages. But uh, if you're just joining us, you're listening to The Airways Belong to the People, a tribute to David Peel. And uh, I was a... Uh, Friend of David's for uh, t ten plus years, and uh, played music with him, and uh, you know, was, uh, he was a guest on this show. We're going to play a clip of that in a little bit, but uh, yeah, if you want to call in towards the end of the show, if there's time, we'll take some calls uh, in the last ten minutes of the show, so you can do that uh, a little bit later. Two zero one two nine nine three six eight. It's two one two nine WFMU. Let's see what we got here. Um, live in Washington Square Park, two thousand six. Uh, raw video footage of David Peel. I don't, I don't think I have any. I have like a lot of crap on me, but... We'll be The shirts! Any band you know from Jimmy Jimmy. Television heads! Talking heads! Agnostic Frost! Stealing the library! The Lower East Side! Stan Bader! David Peel! Sex Pistols! Handsome Dick Manitoba! Handsome Dick Manitoba! Dictators! Dictators! Monday Night Football! Monday Jersey! Everybody's gonna repeat after me! Dictators! Dictators! Ramones! Ramones! Eggy Pop! Eggy Pop! The Rolling Stones! The Rolling Stones! David Peel! The crowd! The crowd! The crowd! 
And if you if you could hear closely, you could actually hear um, some of the punks that were punker than punk screaming "Burn it down" in the background of that, uh, which is pretty funny. Because you always got those punker than punk punks, you know. Dare I say I might have been one of them at one point, but no, I was always I was always kind of in the middle. I was bipartisan punk. I was uh, I was a hand across the aisle punk. I can't say I can't say anything. The most least, the, the least punk thing you can do is, is call yourself punk. So you know what? I was never a punk. I'll let you determine that <laughs> someday when I'm gone. Ooh, speaking beyond the grave someday when they edit this clip later. Oh my gosh. All right. The last, the last big clip of the night. Um, thank you all for joining us. This is, um, I forgot the name of the title of the show earlier. I was looking for it. It's in the upcoming uh, announcement page here at wfme.org slash upcoming but um no i got this title from one of the last texts david peel actually sent me or actually no it was a thank you text he sent me when he appeared on prove it all night live uh which is almost a year ago to the date it was mid-april of last year and that actually put us back in touch and uh, i had uh him back in my life for the last year he was alive which was pretty cool but uh he did the show and he was thankful about it and he said something like, you know, the airwaves belong to the people. And uh, so that's, that's tonight's show. That's, that's the name of tonight's show. The airwaves belong to the people. The tribute show to David Peel. Um, that's it. Airwaves belong to the people. I couldn't say it any better. He couldn't either. And uh, I think we should just go to this last clip. This is uh, David Peel. If I could find it. David Peel on um, on Prove It All Night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is my great honor to introduce to you a man who is, I'm proud to say, a friend of mine for many, many years. He's the king of punk, and he's making his WFMU debut with friends. Here tonight to perform a set of music for you. David Peel and the Lower East Side!
the crime goes on. I'll say very quickly about Prince of the Revolution who died yesterday from natural death bullshit. Drugs are not the answer. Rock and roll is always a drug. Our next show now. If I, last, last 420, I had over 50,000 people in, in the Golden Gate Park. Ottawa, the capital, had completely thousands of, over to, close to 20,000 people. It seems like the marijuana movement it keeps on growing and growing and growing. Now there's San Bernardino for the Cannabis Cup. And I'm Amsterdam Holland no more. We go, we go to, we go to uh, Jamaica instead. It's song is dedicated to the people who are the marijuana indulgences of the vegetarian Earth Day. That's cool. I like marijuana. A A T E G A. One, two, three. Marijuana. Marijuana. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah.
Let's jump right now. Check, check, check. Let my life live in freedom. Let my life live in freedom. We all have the right to be free. Let my life live in freedom. 
Monty Hall here at FMU. One more round of applause for David P. on the Lower East Side. And we have uh, Ed Young. Thank you. Thank you very much. David, can I interview you? Would you do an interview with me real quick? He's going to do an interview with me real quick. David and I, yes, I, 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 I had a brief stint in... Uh, I know about studio mics. I had a brief stint as, as your drummer for a minute, and we also were in Amsterdam at the same time one, one year, and, uh, and we've just had a lot of fun run-ins together over the years, and thank you. Now our non-working engineer, Mitch Cady, everybody. <laughs> thank you. He'll be with us next month. And by the way, many years, uh, he did the, uh, with CBGB, very much of a patron of the CBGB's uh, network, and uh, here we go, we have a... Uh, and also, I had a great honor being with uh, Pat at the Cannabis Cup. Video man, and, and, and guitar player, musician, radio. We were there. It was the greatest time of my life. They said to me, they said, David, the, 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 the pressers, what do you think about your, 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 your time in Amsterdam, Holland, at the Cannabis Cup? I said, sir, I had a nightmare last night. I was dreaming I was going back to New York City. These guys are the best. Party animals at the time. Can I interest you in an empty beer can or three? <laughs> there is a, I have a collection up here now. No, uh, please introduce the band. That was a fantastic uh, uh, a band of, of, of merry men and women you had up here. The Lower East Side. Who's in the Lower East Side? The Lower East Side right now I have Tamra Dunn. 
Tamron done a vocal background singer. Gabriel Don, background singer, female. We have Koshek, background singer now, soon to be keyboard player in the future. And we have uh, Ed Young, background vocals. I guess, of course, I have on, on drums here and percussion, Bill Connors, my, my world greatest stoner friend. We have, uh, we have uh, over here, we have Thomas, a new come from Long Island, who now in New York City as part of my guitar player, singer, my Dwayne Norman. And I have uh, uh, Jeff Wilson, of course, he's my legacy of legendary, making David Peel sound good. Thank you, guys. And, and then yes. you have, we have over here, we have uh, Ken Carter. Ken Carter, who, was, uh, who uh, played the drums with me. Anyone else want to leave out? And finally, David Peel on the Lower East Side. And we did our drop off. The original punk, ladies and gentlemen. The king of punk. I got to say, you, sir... And this album that I, I'll have right here, I'll hold right here. This is this wow. is your 1968 album, Have a Marijuana. This is my personal copy. This was the first major studio release to have uh, bad language and, and curse words in it. And it, a lot of times, it often gets overshadowed. Vulgar by, words. Yes, it gets overshadowed by the MC5's kick, live album. Kick well, let me stop you right now. But let me this came you. out in '69. You beat let me them by you a right year. Now. Wayne Kramer from the MC5 told me, I'll give okay. him the reality the, the, that when he went, Jack Holdman, who was the head of the Electric Records, they wanted to do a live show, MC5 Live. Yeah. Wayne Kramer's uh, paraphrase quote was, if David Pickett sing up against the wall, Mother F, then we want to be on the same record. He said, kick out the gears, Mother F. That's he what. He me, and I was saying to Ramones, Ramones began in, the, in the Washington Square Park with me, giving out my flyers, marijuana flyers, and playing music with me. I've been on these shows ever since for the rest of my life. So you... So you approach Wayne Kramer... No, no, no Jack Coleman, president of Electra, approached him. Okay, and yeah, because these were on the same label. Uh, what? These, these were both released by Electra Records. What? Uh, your album and the MC5s, oh, yeah, okay. both on Electra. Well, Danny Field did that. And really, Danny Fields got you. Danny Fields did. Uh, Danny Fields had, had, had. You know, did a big five. Uh, David Pinelow East Side, MC Five, Iggy Pop, and Ramones. But good news, the only band of every member still alive for over 30, 40 years is David Pinelow. Everyone is still alive. Nobody dies on my watch. Not gonna happen. Prince, learn from the peel. You'd be a bit willing. Yes. But technically, this was the first album with a swear word on a major label. Got to give it to David Peel, inspiring the next generation and still doing that. And one more thing very quickly. The marijuana yes. is the only time you ever see on an album cover the word marijuana. Pot, but, but the only ones that still have it today. Marijuana. We got it from Time Magazine, by the way. We had the riots at Abbey Hoffman and, and Grand Central Station. It's saying, that guy's singing, I have a marijuana. I was like, I like marijuana. I just mumble a lot. I like marijuana. Time Magazine gave me the title without realizing they're my publisher company right now. All right. Well, um, let's talk about the name and the Lower East Side. Now, you, you've changed the name quite often. You've had, uh, you've had, uh, you've had this one, which Hozak recently reissu uh, reissued. Oh, oh. King of Punk, David Peel, and Death. This says, and Death. Now, was this the same lineup with a different name? or what Okay, let me fast forward to both questions right now. Yes. King of Punk, Dave Peel, Death, because I saw a lot of people with a bunch of, bunch of junkies in King of Punk. These guys all come reborn again in the Lower East Side. I was there already. Right. I see a little bullshit. I, I like Ramon, but, but they, 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 they began more like a pop. They, they, they're more like a pop punk. Not, not like what would be like 
like a, like a Prince. He didn't really do a heavy, hard, a bit like like uh, like uh, uh, the other singers like this. But make a long story short right now. So with the David Peel and Death, yeah. I went back to them. I'm a king of punk from the streets. Hello, screw you. I was a few, everybody. Yeah. And by doing this right now. You called out everyone. <laughs> and David Peel and Death. What could be a better name for punk rock than Death? In the message history. And then there was another one. On uh, Longo's record in the back, what, which what's the name of that uh, group with David Peel? Oh, I thought there was another name also. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, well, so you. By the way, this is doing this reissue is doing really what? well on Hozak. By the way, there's a lot of people that you have know, never heard your music before that are now hearing it for the first I, I, time. I, I, we, well, Hozak. Yeah, it's also it's also it's also in France too. They do another one in France, another company for international. Uh-huh. Then I have my own orange record right now. But the king of lucky, G.E. Allen, I began his career, believe it or not. What, you mean with G. this G. album? G.E. Allen here, he, 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 was, he was in Goth Town, he didn't know how to do punk. I showed him how to do it. I was, was my next thing. Point, but on my la- that's my label, with the orange records. That's right. Right here. Right here, that's my back. record company. And, um, and what happened right now, I did a song with him playing drums, singing, What a Dragon Is To Be Dead. They're growing old. Because, Father, please, can I OD? I have no hope. My mind is dope. What a drag it is to be dead. He died a few months later. He died later on. Rest in peace. So, so you produced this record, is that right? No, I, I help. I'm I, I, the executive producer. You executive produced this I'm not album. the producer. They you did played, themselves. they were good. Did, did you play uh, along on this record, too? Were you one of the musicians? I, 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 I sang on, don't talk to me, don't yeah, talk, don't talk to me. that's your voice. By the way, before he got ugly... He was a poster boy for rock and roll. Five foot eleven, blue eyed, blue, slim like that. He got married, but he was rock and roll here, but his marriage here. And she's very, very straight, beautiful girl from uh, Pat Boone's stage. They broke up on that. Later on, he got worse and worse and worse and worse. I helped him before he died. I, I did uh, the last song with him. When the guest said, Drop Dead. I never expected it to happen. But then again, drugs. Say no to drugs, but you know, no, 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 all kidding aside, he, 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 rested, he, he passed away. I don't be the dead horse. And by the way, you, but he did a thing called CBGB about the last videotaped it, which will be history later on. I want to give a copy. I want to give a copy to, uh, if I get a chance to, uh, the Joe Ramon's brother, which is, uh, uh, Mickey Lee. Mick, Mickey Lee. Right. So basically, the last thing about this particular point, my band now, the Lower East Side, take no prisoners. We're going to be playing in Totten Square Park on June 4th, free. Right. Number two, we're playing the Joey Ramon Benefit. Uh, benefit uh, May 19th. That'll be uh, May 19th. You know, my birthday. birthday. It's my birthday, too. Number three, we're playing the Lower East Side Festival on May uh, 28th for free. Then in New Jersey, oh, we're going to play at the Brighton Bar for one hour with no censorship. That'll be June 18th. Stay tuned for the best. Will you go see David Peel, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a dream for me because I, I we, we've known each other for years, but I've never really talked to you about your history. And and you you've you put out Gigi Allen's first record, which is a really great punk record. Period. Before he uh, was throwing things at people's faces. Uh, no, there's a really good song written on this, and uh, you executive produce it. You release it on your own label. 
But before you leave, I have to ask you the obvious, which is uh, you have a relationship with uh, John Lennon, Yoko Ono, mm. and you were signed to Apple Records for, I think, a, a whopping uh, 45 minutes, I think it was the... The time, but it allowed you to okay. release, it allowed you to uh, release okay, an okay, album. Okay, okay, make it very brief, but uh, I direct you to the point. Cut to the chase, they call it, right? Please, please. Even if it's not Manhattan or, or the bank. But more important right now, Johnny Yoko. Yes. The guy couldn't, he's like, a lot like Marlon Brando, couldn't control himself. He said what he feel, and Brian, uh, Brian Epstein really hitting on him, holding on him, holding back. He got tired of that man. He married Yoko Ono. I wouldn't think of now, you Brian Epstein, the young, uh, attractive to the band, get a Yoko Ono, 87 years old, older, Japanese. Adam God don't give a, excuse me, excuse me, about the, excuse me, the, the, the freak about, seven second cut, all right. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay right now, but more, but more, I'm sorry, but the first not bad. Okay. But more important right now, they produced my record, The Post Smokers Dope. Your album, or did, your album, the, album and record. song, yes. John produced me. Paul McCartney called me a troublemaker. His quote was, I never believe I'd see the day I'd be on the same record with David Peel. You can't always get who you want. And John Lennon had a rock liberation fun with me. The mistake was, you got to know when to stop. I never got, good news with me, I never got busted in my life. Knock on wood for smoking or drinking liquor at all and over a thousand pounds never got busted in the streets don't be a martyr get me smart and finally let me say right now with Johnny Yoko's legacy they made a difference let me, say, let me say one thing about the secret he told me about don't think about the song feel it we talked here we had to do about one word there did we which was he said you feel the song so I go well like like now I use it use it for even Shakespeare but I go indifferent I become succumb to the obedience of never to be a slave to a pastor who's a devil's disciple crying out in dry tears. But Johnny and Yoko, oh no, I know them, are the friends of my devil's disciples who the angels of God, the in the keys of St. Peter, the upside down cross victim, without the Nazi empire crawling all over his shoulder. But finally, I will succumb to my Beautiful words of, of vision. As I go blind, seeking no purpose to find a deaf mute, looking for a place to be so he could be heard once more again. This is the way John and Yoko taught me how to become a feeling of words, anything you want. You can read Shakespeare, the Bible, you can read the Bible. In the beginning, there was rock. Rock became four, four became one, one became the beautiful, so it was. You just think about it. You don't think, feel. By doing you can buy any source you want, the secret of John Lennon. Thank you. You guys got all that? Good. Any questions? His, his name is David Peel. This record, you can get it in stores, in good record stores right now. It's called, it's called King of Punk, and that's who he is. David Peel, on the Lower East Side. Get it on Hozak Yay! Records. And go see him May 4th. Where's the May 4th date? What? The May 4th date is where? Uh, uh, May, 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 May 19th. May 19th, but May 4th you mentioned there's a date as well, isn't there? No, 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 we have no May 4th. May oh. 19th. May 19th, Webster Hall, the Joy Ramon birthday bash. Go see David Peel, do a full set. And uh, would you and hang you all should watch me in Times Square Park for free. Uh, that'll be uh, with, with all the anarchists here. That'll be, uh, that'll be uh, June, uh, June 4th. That's the one, June 4th. 6 o'clock. Go see him, folks. He's the king of punk. He's David Peel. Woo!
The airwaves belong to the people. And let's hope it remains that way. Tribute to David Peel, right here, on the 91.1 and only. That's WFMU. My name's Pat Byrne. This has been Prove It All Night. And I just want to quickly run down that set, which was a lengthy one, because I didn't really do any mic breaks, but uh, that was David Peel himself with me uh, last April, almost a year ago to the date. I think it was April 24th, 5th or 6th, something like that. And, um, yeah, put us back in touch, and I really am thankful that I reached out to him at that time. It was around the time Hozak released his his punk record, and, uh, you know, they say things happen for a reason, so I'm thankful I was in touch with him in the last year. Um, he did uh, a set there, and you can see that all on the WFMU playlist. Before that was um, him live in Washington Square Park, Grilling Me in 2006, uh, the song Punk Rock from King of Punk, uh, The Pope Smokes Dope, from the Pope Smokes Dope. And uh, Steve Bloom and John Holmstrom were interviewed. And my thanks to them and Steve Hager and everyone at uh, Temple Dragon uh, Fortress of Solitude there uh, on the Upper East Side. David Peel, Goodbye CBGB, also recorded by me in 2006. Gigi Allen, 1980s rock and roll. As I mentioned, he produced that album. Executive produced it as he corrected me and uh, released it on his own label, thus cementing the career of one of punk rock's most memorable people, Gigi Allen. Uh, David Peel, Disco Sucks, live on the streets of NYC. Um, an interview by Bruce Bernstein I want to give uh, acknowledgement to. Uh, that was done in 1979 in David Peel's apartment. You can see the whole thing on YouTube. It's fantastic. David Peel and Death Elites with Junk Rock from Up Against the Wall. Uh, I Like Marijuana from Have a Marijuana. Thanks to Danny Fields for making that happen. He's actually the, the guy I should be thanking the most because... If you haven't seen it, go see uh, Danny Says. It's actually playing at the FMU Record Fair coming up. Um, and I'm going to be there. I'm going to try to watch it one more time because I, I need to. And he's the reason David Peel uh, was signed to a major label. And the first curse word was released on that. And the rest is history. Um, Howard Stern interview that was pulled from an internet streaming service. You take a guess which one. And uh, anyway, the whole playlist is up there on, on online over at WFM.org. This has been a, a treat for me to do. And my thanks for you, the listener, for um, listening to this. If you want to reach out to me on anything else, uh, it's pat at WFM.org or at Prove It Show on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Facebook.com slash Prove It All Night Show. Um, just real quick, thank you, David. It was uh, an honor to know you and a real treat to uh, have you uh, to be part of your story and have you be part of mine. So uh, my thanks to David Peel and everyone who ever has ever known him. So uh, New York City and the world of counterculture has lost a, uh, a huge, important figure. So anyway, my name is Pat Byrne. This is uh, Prove It All Night on WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. And we'll see you next week.